Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Charlie Matz, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2021. I played in a band when I was in high school. It wasn't anything special, but we had a lot of fun. I remember that we used to play small gigs for some of our friends, but then we wanted to get more serious and start doing shows for our school and our community. I remember the first time when we played with my friend's really nice amp. When he fired it up and played his electric guitar for the first time, it was a game changer. We could play loud and confident, and all the people in our school could hear us. What we're going to see today in God's Word is that God uses our suffering to amplify His message. Let's go to our New Testament scripture in Acts 16, 25-40 to see this story about Paul and Silas. I want to focus on the first part of this message. Paul and Silas are in jail, but they're singing hymns to God, to listening prisoners. There's an earthquake and the doors open and the guard sees this and he goes to kill himself. But Paul says, hey, we're here. We haven't left yet. And so the guard says, what must I do to be saved? And Paul says, believe in the Lord Jesus. Uh, The guard apparently believes because he's baptized and really praise the Lord for this story. Ultimately, we don't know a lot about what went on in the in-between between these different points that we see in scripture, but Wow, what a story here that Paul and Silas uh, were really being putting their faith on display uh, before all these prisoners. And this guard here is, is so distraught over failing at his job, so to speak, because these prisoners are leaving, but they don't leave. No, Paul and Silas stay in order to ultimately trust the Lord and see this man get saved. And we want to praise God ultimately for the Holy Spirit, only because of his peace could Paul and Silence be, uh, Silas be singing hymns in the middle of their suffering? I mean, that's only because of God. And how amazing is it that God uses our difficult trials to see others get saved? I mean, how would this jailer know to ask, what must I do to be saved? Most likely by listening to the hymns of these singing men. He was listening to the lyrics that they were saying. I mean, here, here are these guys going through a season of suffering, and they're singing out loud, you'd probably want to pay attention to what they were singing about. And this man most definitely was because he asked them, what must I do to be saved? And how can you use trials? How can I use trials and suffering in our lives to amplify the gospel message to those looking on? It's a great question for us to ask ourselves today. I mean, Paul and Silas, they were singing hymns, but the gospel message was amplified because the onlookers would have thought they had every reason to complain. And perhaps those listening in prison leaned in a little bit more. Like like I said, listening to the lyrics of those hymns because they wanted what Paul and Silas had. Now let's go to our Gospels reading in Matthew chapter 15, verses 29 through 39. Our passage starts with, uh, in verse 30, And great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet and he healed them. And I want us to notice how Jesus goes from doing this selfless and tiring work to having compassion on the 4,000. I think that's what's really interesting about our reading today. We see a platform of godly character here, right? Jesus sets the tone for all of us 
by always having compassion on the lost. He always loves and cares for others, even when he is tired himself. This was the example that Paul and Silas were ultimately following. Their Lord and Savior set the tone by doing this over and over again. You know, Paul and Silas, they were tired and hurting in jail, no doubt. But they they served, and we serve, a God who can relate. Here is Jesus, ultimately setting the example for us. Praise God that Jesus time and time again presented a model of compassion and sacrifice, even when by worldly standards, we'd be happy to give him a night off, so to speak. So I want to pose a few questions for us to think about with our own lives in light of Christ's example. One, do we still praise God publicly even when we're suffering privately? Are we willing to empty our tank in order to fill up others as Christ did? And do we make decisions based on our own convenience or Christ-like compassion? Maybe some things to pray about and think about today as we read in Matthew. Now, as we go to our Psalms uh, uh, scripture today, in Psalm 27, verses 1 through 6, uh, we, we see here this psalm starts with the psalmist having complete trust in the Lord. There's no reason to fear because of who the Lord is. But then in verse 6, it says this, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. That sounds familiar. What a God we serve that although enemies can be all around us, we can offer what we have to the Lord in confidence and sing shouts of joy. Because of our circumstances? No, because of who the Lord is, just like Paul and Silas in that prison cell. God always overcomes our circumstances. It's always about him and not about the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Uh, I've heard Pastor Ben say before, it's not about changing our circumstances. It's about changing our perspective. And do you have a high view of God? The type of view that lifts God so far above your circumstances that you can sing like Paul and Silas or shout for joy like the psalmist here. If not, I encourage you to seek him all the more in scripture and through prayer. Your view of God will no doubt be raised if you seek the God and if you seek God in that way. And then trust him when the storms hit. He will never go back on his promises and your faith will grow as you see a long history of his faithfulness. Now let's look in the Old Testament. We're in Leviticus chapters 12 and 13. In Leviticus 12 we read about how the Israelites uh, were to be purified after childbirth. And then in Leviticus 13, we read about various laws of leprosy. If you have a weak stomach, this one can be a little bit hard to read. Uh, just a lot going on here with different diseases and disorders. And But these rules, specifically starting in verse 18, are very important. These rules have to do with cases of the leprous disease in relation to other common things like a boil or a burn, itching disease, uh, leukoderma, baldness. The priest is serving the people of Israel by helping to determine whether or not these are common problems, like I've listed off here, or leprosy, which would make someone unclean. And so first off, let's praise God that this isn't something that's needed now. Um, If that was part of my role as a pastor, uh, I, I don't know if I would necessarily enjoy that. I would definitely do it, but I'm so grateful that I don't have to uh, study the diseases of everyone in the church. Praise God for that. But second, let's make sure that we view this in light of how holy God is and how important being clean is before God. And more importantly, I mean, let's praise God that we have a way to be clean before him. 
by the blood of Christ, we are washed clean. Spiritually speaking, without Christ, we would stand before him no more than a helpless leper. Because of Christ, we can sing in our suffering because we stand before God as righteous, with imputed righteousness that he deposits in our account on behalf of Christ when we put our trust in him. Hallelujah and amen to that, especially when we read through Leviticus and and we see different things like this. And as we continue to go through Leviticus, let's have that view in mind. The next time uh, a trial starts up in our life or we find ourselves in a season of suffering, let's remember that suffering, it's like an amp that turns up the volume on God's grace. Just like my band, when we started taking ourselves seriously back in the day, you know, perhaps our next season of suffering will give us the exact voice that God wants to use to save the onlookers in our life, just like the jailer, just like he did with Paul and Silas. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.